Hello everybody, this is Captain Cass. And the Night Rider. Alright, and welcome back to another episode. Um, so we got a lot to talk about today, but first and foremost, we gotta wish a happy birthday to Vampirella. Uh, she turns... Uh, she already turned 50. Yes, she turned 50. September of uh, 1969. Yes, yeah, so she's been around for a long time. And one of the very few independent comic characters that's not associated with um, Warner, uh, no, not associated with uh, DC, Marvel, or any of the other big names, and she's been, she's uh, she's been around. So, um, currently, right now, she's with. Um, well, hold on. Well, uh, as yeah. who a publisher? Yeah, publishing right now. She's well, with... publisher. At first, she was with Warren Publishing from sixty nine to nineteen sixty nine to eighty three. Mm -hmm. Then Harris Produ Publications from nineteen ninety one to twenty ten. Yeah. And then, as of now, Dynamite Entertainment from 2010 to our present time. Yeah. So um, with her she, first appearance in July 17, 1969. Yeah. Uh, and who was she created by? Um, I think she was created by. She was created by the team of Forrest J. Ackerman, mm -hmm. Trina Robbins, mm -hmm. Frank Frazetta, mm -hmm. and Tom Sutton. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so she like right now her um, her stint right now with uh, Dynamite is uh, really good. She's uh, she has a couple of new comic series right now out with them, and also they paired her up with uh, Red Sonia. Um, they're doing a, a how can, like I say like a Lethal Weapon slash cop comedy time adventure thing. I don't know, but um, kind of hard to explain. But it's a really good comic. It's barely at the second issue right now, and it's a and it's a continuous one, so uh, it's really good. Pick them up. Uh, other than that, um, you know, she um, happy birthday to her. A late happy birthday to her. Oh, here's some food for thought. There was a movie. Oh, dude, don't talk about the movie. All, it, it was horrible. All I can say was, uh, I'll just. It's just a little paragraph yeah. from uh, Wikipedia. Vampirella is a 90, 96, 1996 direct-to-video movie ad adaptation of the comic starring Talisa Soto, Roger Daltrey, Richard... Roger Daltrey? Yes. Uh, Richard Joseph Paul and Corina Harney and directed by Jim uh, Wynorski. Yeah. A sequel was intended and announced in the ending credits, but it was not produced. Um, it was just basically a Skinamax film that was trying to be serious. Yeah, but Roger Daltrey? Yeah. Who? He regretted it. He 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 regretted it. Yes. If you if you don't don't watch the movie, you you thank me later. No 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 no. Yeah. So, um, all in all, you know, happy birthday to Vampirella, and um, yeah, and some uh, other comic book news. Uh, Wonder Woman in January will hit the seven fifty mark. Um. In case you guys don't know, um, uh, Friday, last Friday as of recording, uh, DC released a press release saying that Wonder Woman will hit the will that hit the seven hundred and fifty mark. If you guys don't know what the seven hundred and fifty mark means, it means that she will reach issue seven hundred and fifty. Are they gonna plan something stupendacular for this occasion? Yeah, it's going to Very be varied issues or like a. A commemorative thingy or something? Yeah, they're, it's going to be almost a 100-page issue. Um, they're going to have... They're going to re-invite a lot of the famous writers and artists 
who worked on Wonder Woman over the years, um, excluded those who passed away, and including the uh, her creator. Um, so you're gonna have um, they're they're gonna have variants of her from her beginnings all the way up to now from each decade. Um, the one that I want to get myself is the George Perez one from George, the 80s. George Perez, why? Yeah. Uh, personally to me, he wrote one of the best Wonder Woman story-like arcs, I think, in a long time. Um, she kind of, he, no, he kind of uh, reinvented her. And this was right after the whole uh, Teen Titans with the Judas con the Judas contract and everything, uh, he did a great job with uh, Teen Titans. So they made him do Wonder Woman, and it, it was it was just phenomenal. I have the books upstairs, I have, I have the books in my den, and um, my quarters, and they're really good. So anything with George Perez is great. And then you also have Gail Simone uh, coming back writing a short story about her. Uh, you also have the current Wonder Woman writer and artist uh, team um, doing another short story and. Uh, you can't go wrong with it. It's really good. It's going to go on sale at the end of January for $10. So, and there, it's a total of the regular issue and then like about a good 10 variants. So. You're going to get them all or just one, the George Pettis one? I'm going to get the George Pettis. I'm going to look at all of them, but definitely I'm going to get the George Pettis one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because like I said, I love his artwork. Especially too, since he's now retired. From a comic book writer, comic book artist, artistry. So, um, yeah. So, other than that, um, other news uh, coming out of uh, over the weekend and stuff like that. Um, there was, um, there's something going on in anime right now. Uh, apparently, right now, everybody's wanting to see the B Stars. Um, I've seen the first episode. It's a wonderful series. It looks really great. I've read the mangas and everything like that. But the problem is... Um, no, but the problem is Netflix is streaming it exclusively in Japan only on Netflix. And it's pissing everyone off, the rest of the world off. Didn't they do something similar? Uh, you know, where they had a, 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 an anime going on, but it's only exclusive to Netflix... And then uh, all of a sudden, you know, boom, it's on Netflix, but like maybe one or two years, two years after the fact? No, no, no. Uh, what Netflix is notoriously doing with anime, and um, you can quote me on this, they will try to get a hold of an anime in Japan, and once the series ends over there, uh, a good example of this, uh, Little Witch Academia. <laughs> great series, phenomenal. It was really great. Uh, um, Really underrated as well. Um, yeah, but over here they don't understand what constitutes a season. That's their issue. Um, I saw all of Little Witch. We both saw the entire series of Little Witch Academia. Mm -hmm. It was really great. When Netflix brought it over, you only saw the first half of the series. And they said, okay, that's season one. And I was like, that's not season one. Um, they've done it with Little Witch Academia. They've done it with Baki the Grappler. They've done it with... They, uh, brought, they brought over the original Saint Seiya. Yeah. The best one. Not that new one they did on Netflix, but 
they brought it, but unfortunately they did it again. Yeah, they own they stopped it up at supposedly quote unquote season three. And it's not necessarily a season three, it's just one big season. Until until the Ascar one. Um but they stopped it right before the story arc of the Twelve Houses, the Battle of the Twelve Houses, mm. and they said, "Oh, that's season three. And I was like, ah. "Mexico's gonna get very angry at that." A lot of Latin American countries, <laughs> uh, Europe, and um, people like us who grew up on it here, just like. Uh, yeah. Heaven forbid they actually bring over Slam Dunk and turn that into a, you know, five. Ah, don't give them ideas. Don't give them ideas. Don't give them ideas. You know, they'll buy the rights to it and then they just bring it over and they're just like, okay, just before the first um, uh, summer training session, boom, that's season one. And it's like, and you're like, you know, wait, that's like 20 episodes. No, 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 no. You're wrong. But I'm trying to. I don't think it's 20 episodes. Maybe it's more. Because remember... No, no, like, no, no. It they is. They made 100 and, 100 and something episodes. No, but they will say, oh, that's season one. The first 20 episodes. I know. You know. Or do it in the middle of, a, of, of, of the the school tournament where they lost. Yeah. Or, or their first exhibition game. Not to mention they'll screw it up by bringing over the four movies that are in that tournament. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I think I think the big problem with Netflix is like, I know they mean well when it comes to anime and everything, but they just don't know what a season is. Uh, it's not that they just don't know what no, a season no, no, no. is. See, it's just more. But to, to the Japanese, you're just telling it the whole. Well, back then it was telling the whole story. That's it. Right. And, and they they let you know, like, okay, this is the end of arc one. Now we can move on to arc two after ooh, fifty plus episodes, maybe at least. Mm-hmm. They will tell you. Yeah. Not over here where it's like, you know, you're left with a cliffhanger. It's like, you know, will Benji the dog survive this caper of doom? We'll find out in the next season. And you don't even know if they're going to come back for next season or not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Eh. Except they're doing that to anime. I know. And, like I said, I, I, I know they mean well. I think they're trying to get into the anime market. But they're just not doing it the right way. And you got to be careful with translation issues. Because, remember that controversy with Evangelion? Yeah. They got cried fouled big time. Because they're like, no. You know, you, you're... Well, they re-edited it. They, they re-edited it. And that's not part of the original... Um, you know, they're saying, you know, if people want to see he's hearing in Japanese, mm. they'll be like, that is an, an incorrect translation. And they got caught red-handed. I, I know, I have the original DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> I had to compare it. Uh, and that says a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just don't give them any more ideas of what to bring over. Um, yeah. So, Netflix, if you're hearing us, please don't screw up the anime, what's left of us. You know, like, Beastars is a really great series. Just show it. Let the world see it. You know? And don't do this jibber-jabber of, okay, you're bringing it... Or else we'll find somewhere else to watch it. 
And there are links that could do it. No, not even? Mm -mm. Um, well, people will find a way, and somehow they'll tweet it, and that's going to piss me off. Eh. There's always a way. Like, even the creator of the series, um, the manga series, uh, who, is, uh, who is related to the creator of Baki the Grappler, mm. um, stated that they're really heartbroken to her that uh, the rest of the world really wants to see B-Stars, but yet they can't see it because of this crazy shenanigans. And they will try their best to see what they can do on their end. So. Well, it's like we got to wait until some miracle happens on YouTube for about a good few hours before they kick, they, you know, they take it out. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, anime, we're moving on to cartoons. Uh, apparently, if you guys haven't watched this series, uh, Primal, one of the best cartoons to come out of 2019 so far. Um, it's very, it's raw, it's minimalist, it's great, and it's uh, reinventing the animation wheel here in the United States. That being said, Adult Swim had the crazy idea of putting all the five mini episodes, turning it into one film, and trying to see to get it nominated for an Oscar. Have they met the? There's like a deadline, I guess, or something. Have they met? No, the they deadline? met the deadline. There are certain requirements. Um, it was reported by the Hollywood Reporter that uh, Adult Swim met the requirements, and the requirements more: the animated film has to be more than forty minutes long. And it has to be shown in L.A. For a, for a limited run of no more than a week. So What about monetary value? Are they going to say you need to earn this much? Or no, just... no, no, no. As long as it met the requirement, that's the, that's the minimum requirement. It has to be more than 40 minutes long. And it has to have a, a, um, a, week, long, a, a week long limited run. Has to be, pretty much it has to be in theaters for a week. So, the name of the movie is called Primal, The Age of Savagery. Um, it's basically episode one through five all together. Um, add in a couple more cuts, you know, instead of like, you know, with the commercials and everything like that. And also, like, the opening and ending credits is just one opening and one ending credit. So, so not only that, but it's also going against... It's throwing its hat in against 31 other film, animated films. Um, so are they going to get reduced to like you know a certain number that will be presented in the Oscars? Yes. Um, they will make the final cut. And they have to make the final cut by the end of this year. And then from that final cut, they have to pick five in January when they make the announcement. Hmm. And for uh, this year has been pretty good for animated films. It's going up against the likes of Toy Story Four, The Secret, The Secret Life of Pets Two, um, The Adams Family. Yeah, it's, it, it, as long as it's, as long as it came out under the twenty nineteen um, uh, year, it's eligible. And Adams Family just came uh, came out there. Um, Weathering the Rain, Nijan, uh, that one looks pretty good, it's a Chinese uh, animated film, 
Um, uh, what was it? The Lego Movie 2. That one came out earlier this one. And I think a couple other I just can't name off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But, um, and some, and, and, oh, and Netflix. Uh, Netflix's uh, Claws is actually going to be on theaters sometime next month or in December for a week. And it'd still be eligible to be in the run for being nominated by an Oscar. Is it an animated cartoon? Or? Yes. It's basically the origins of Santa Claus. Of how Santa Claus, the, the origin of Santa Claus came to be. Mm. Are they going to go looking at the, you know, the stories and stuff from uh, uh, medieval Europe? We don't know because it hasn't been released yet on Netflix. It's going to be released in theaters first before uh, being released in um, on Netflix. Same thing like uh, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. That is going to be released in theaters first before it gets released on Netflix. You know, especially too with everything that's going on with what Scorsese said about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and. But he's getting heavyweight support from uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Except for Cop- Ford Coppola was saying, you know, at least uh, he was being nice. Something about, you know, at least he's being nice by not saying they're despicable. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, which I will say, which is something I would say. So in the stands, Ford Coppola is saying uh, that the Marvel movies are, are despicable. That's what he's trying to say. Eh... I don't know, it's just, um, okay, let's just, it's, let's just talk, let's talk about the white elephant in the room in that discussion. The Marvel films are making tons of money. They're outdoing more and outdoing better than a lot of the films that are coming out each year. You don't believe me? Look at last year. They came out with two to th- I think it was it. They came out with Avengers and then Miss Marvel back to back, and then months. And how much did those two movies made in total? Mm. They took what the number one and two spot of the highest grossing films of last year. Mm. But so. um, oh wait, what am I doing? Um. I'm trying to find the specific quote that he said. So I maybe because they like they're not bringing in money like they used to. People just don't like watching smart, intelligent films. I don't know. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, the the I think like well, naturally everybody says, "Well, what about Godfather Three, Coppola?" Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's the big we old, big old thing. Uh, little is a snippet from a, a picture from Twitter that what he said from the article that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, he said, uh, um, "Ah, here he says, but um, quote, but Coppola speaking to journalists in the French city of Lyon, where he has just been awarded the Prix Lumière for his contribution to cinema, mm-hmm. backed his fellow Italian American, uh, fellow his fellow Italian American Scorsese." So he says, quote, When Martin Scorsese says that the Marvel pictures are not cinema, he's right because we expect to learn something from cinema. 
We expect to gain something, some enlightenment, some knowledge, some inspiration. I don't know that anyone gets anything out of seeing the same movie over and over again. Unquote. Excuse me, the 80-year-old filmmaker said, quote, Martin was kind when he said it's not cinema. He didn't say it's despicable, which I just say it is, end quote. Nah. I think he's just hurt because people are enjoying those films more than what he would like come out with something with today. Well, I'm I'm seeing some. Well, I'll just check some of the latest tweets, but they're probably like. But to be honest, um. Yeah, to be honest, what was the last film that for Coppola did? Worked on, or directed, or written. Ooh. I'm trying to get past the good ones. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Can't really think the top of my head. See? There. That answers that question. Alright, well, let's just move on before we get into any more wackiness with that topic and everything. Well, let's move on to the main topic, since Halloween is around the corner. <laughs> last week, we talked about our favorite horror games and and that we didn't like. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about horror films that we liked and we didn't like. So, um, without the case... Night Rider, what are your three favorite horror films and three favorite horror films that you did not like? Films or series and or otherwise. It could be international or it could be local. It could be. I'm going to start with the crappy ones, okay? Okay, let's start with the ones that you didn't like. Uh, Sadly, um, uh, I'm trying to remember. I mean, come on, I've seen some of this stuff as a kid, so I'm like, uh, woo! Unfortunately, those some of the ones that were crappy turned out to be the good ones. <laughs> uh, huh. Yeah, this is gonna take some time. I, I, I'm not saying it's excuse, just that they're, you know, seeing so a good, a great wealth of horror films as a kid, and you know, kind of trying to, you know, you know, in present times like. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one I went to about. Uh, Cause that one's number three. It was um, mm. oh, I'm trying to remember. It starred Javier Bardem, but it was about uh, his daughter opening a cursed uh, uh, demon box, and he had to uh, somehow exorcise the demon out. I'm trying to remember the name of that movie. Mm. No, but I saw. Well, that's number three. Okay, why didn't you like it? Well. First of all, the only part that, that kind of made me go, Ugh! was when, uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think it was when the box was doing something and it just went like, uh, That was it. O- other than that, it's like, oh, come on. Okay. Then again, you know, um, I was with a, a friend of mine and we were just poking fun at it. No. So it wasn't necessarily a good, good movie, per se. Right. Yeah. Alright, well, while you're thinking about it, well, what's your second? Well, I know, no, I'm, I'm trying to look for his movies. Mm-hmm. Was it a foreign film? Or? No, it was made here. Huh. 
Yeah, we, we, we saw it and it's like, eh. I did. Oh, he's, oh, first of all, speaking of, of Javier Bardem, if you guys are fans of him, he's doing, he's doing a movie, Dune, for 2020. He's going to play the this character of Siglar. Oh. Interesting. I thought they were already done with it, like production was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going backwards. Uh, Eat, pray, love, sons of the clouds, the last colony. No, I w it wasn't beautiful. Uh, it was a horror film. It wasn't old country for old men. I think it was bef a little bit before that. But that was a good movie, A Country for Old Men. No, I won Oscar, man. It was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it was good. It was based off an old story. Short story. Shoot. Yeah, it's, I don't think... They should have it listed here, but... But he would, like I said, he was in that movie, and, you know, his uh, his daughter had to deal with a, 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 a Jewish ghost or something, and it's like, yeah! Okay. But it wasn't really a, a good movie for saving me. So okay. Like, mm. And what's your second one? Hmm. Number two in the crapola list. Um, uh, it definitely wasn't that. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I mean. I probably wouldn't say no because all the ones that I'm trying to think in my head they, they turned out to be pretty damn good. <laughs> okay. Or or memorable or good memorable, not bad memorable. I mean that Javier Bardo movie. Well, well to me that was a terrible one. Okay. I just can't remember the name though. So we'll just go to the good ones. Fine. I'll I'll try to backtrack when I go along. Okay. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to remember. There's a bunch of them like. Uh, Creep show, mm -hmm. uh, the thing they live, um, horror, horror, oh, a lot of horror. <laughs> uh, that one famous nightmare, no, not nightmare, well, nightmare on Elm Street, the original ones. Um, which one was uh, Friday the Thirteenth, where Jason became an equal opportunist when he killed that that guy in the wheelchair? I think it was three. Yeah, that was a great. I mean, hey, it it showed that you know, um, be re well, even though it's part of the eighties and it was an excess, it's like, hey, Jason doesn't screw around, right? And the, and, and and his death was validated because of the I guess the lore cliche, the cliche lore of uh, Jason was that you know if you're doing uh, premarital sex, you know you're committing a sin and so you deserve to die, hey. The guy was gonna get some. He Jason killed his big titty girl or whatever, and then you know the guy was getting ready, and then he starts running down the. Remember near the pier, he was ready to go, but then Jason had the harpoon, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and he went backwards all the way down to the dock, and he went down. <laughs> hey, that made a statement like no one is safe, <laughs> and oh. your so-called angels could be devils in disguise. Well, to Jason. All right. Okay, so what's your number two? Uh, 
The original Fright Night? Like I said, there's a bunch. It's coming into my head all. Fright Night. The original Fright Night. Right. Roddy McDowell and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chris McDonald. Wasn't that his last film? No, no, no. I think his last film was Ants. Okay. From Disney. And then the original Friday made the sequel, Friday Night 2. It wasn't as memorable as the uh, first one, yeah. as the first one, though. Because they waited a whole year to do the second one. Uh, That's one. Ah, number one. Number one. Mm. Oh. You know what? I'm going to have to go with uh, the original uh, The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because of the, uh, well, as a kid, you know, especially watching the, uh, the famous, uh, test scene, right. you know, doing the blood test and like, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then, <laughs> and then it got all, right. but Hey, it was probably the last movie that actually did genuine, um, proper. genuine, proper special effects, no computer crap or whatever. No. You know, they literally had to make these monsters come to life, and they did it really well. Yeah, especially the the movie poster was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it looked pretty cool. All right, for me, the three horror films that I did not like. Uh, one is the Saw franchise. If it stopped at one, I would have been okay with it, but they kept on going and going and going and going and just. It, it just killed it for me. And I was just like, you guys had to pull a WWE. You didn't know when to stop. Ruin a good franchise. Come on here, pretty boy. Have a cigar. You're going to go far. Everyone should know the rest from that song. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah, because it, it started strong. I liked the first one. The second one was good. Then it went downhill from three. From three all the way up to the last one, it just went downhill for me. And Oh my god, I remember some you know for my top three list, the good ones. But no, I have to be quiet. Yeah. Um number two, um everyone told me to go watch it. And I was like, No, no, I don't because it sounded stupid. And I ended up going to watch it anyway. I hated myself for this. What? Human Centipede. Oh, 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 yeah. I was so disappointed. I was like, I could have done something useful with my time instead of watching it. I hated it. I regretted it. You know, it, it, it didn't give me that feeling of like, like, when people went and they saw it, and when they saw the whole human centipede for the first time, they were like, you know, oh, oh, that's disgusting, and all this, and everything about it. Me, on the other hand, I was just like, you know, oh, I'm so disappointed with myself. And it's not like that disappointment of, like, like it, it, it's, it, it was the disappointment feeling of you knew you, you, you should have known better. Yet you still went through it anyway, and you now like, uh, so disappointed, like that type of thing. Yeah, and then when I heard they made a sequel, I was like, no, 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 no. 
I am not going to watch it. I I regretted watching the first one. I am not going to make that mistake again. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, and the third one was... Um, oh, God. It was a film in the 90s. And it, I, it was hyped up like so crazy. Blair Witch Project? Yes. Yes. Mm. I hated it. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I did. I know. We went we, we, we went to the theaters and saw it. I remember. Um, and I left so disappointed. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, seriously? Like, I could have done it myself. And then it became a freaking cult phenomenon for some reason. Eh. A lot of parodies, including several, I think... Yeah, they did a little porn parody out of it, too. It got that crazy. I just thought it was dumb. It was really dumb, useless. Wasn't even scary at all. And yet everybody went nuts for it. They made a killing. Uh, well, yeah. well, well, a relative killing at the time. Yeah. So, um... Um... Yeah, so Blair Witch, yeah, just... Uh, I hate myself. Um, yeah. So now it's a waste of, waste of uh, what? So at the time it was what seven fifty plus popcorn. Yeah, so it was ten bucks. Yeah. Ten bucks and almost two hours of time I will never get back. Didn't they make sequels? Yeah, they did. I remember. They didn't make. They made a sequel and they made it. But they made. Movie. But they made a a, a, a proper movie version. But no, remember, it kind of started out as a low-budget film. Yeah. And the sequel turned out to be no, like... Uh, no, the sequel was... The, the sequel was they made a full-budget movie to supposedly find the camera... The, the, the group of people that was in that film to see what happened to them. And, and, and it just went... Yeah. Okay. Now, the three, now the three horror films that I like... Um, first off, I'm going to give an honorable mention to uh, Elvira's movie Macabre. Because all the movies that she showed there were bad, but in a good way. And they always gave me a good laugh. They were funny as hell. Um, I knew there were horribly bad horror movies, but that was the point of it, you know? You were watching horrible B-flick, C-flick films. And with Avira, you know, going in and out of commercials, having... You know, quick banters and cheap laughs and stuff like that made it enjoyable and watchable. So, uh, that's my honorable mention there. And Elvira, mwah, love you. Um, uh, number three would have to be this one Italian film, uh, f- f- uh, film series. Italian called... Spider Man. No, no. <laughs> oh, God. If we did comedies, that would be number one. Um, no. Um, no, it was I think it was zombies or something. I think it was zombies. It was it was like an Italian zombie horror film, and it was good because it wasn't like Night of the Living Dead zombies. It was like actual real like decaying flesh and everything, and it was just like it looked real. It's like this is what a zombie outbreak would have looked like realistically, and it scared the hell out of me. It was really, it was really good. I think they did like three films, and then they had to stop because, I think either the government or the people were like, "Oh, we just can't take this anymore," you know. They were getting too paranoid about it. 
Because mm. they didn't know whether or not if this was actually real or not. So, um, didn't they, they said that same thing with cannibal, uh, cannibal apocalypse? Yeah, but then they were. But they, they even arrested the actor. Some most of the actors. Because yeah, like, because they said that they were you're dead. supposed to be dead. Yeah, and you didn't, so you're under arrest. They said arrest them at the premiere. Yeah, because they uh, supposedly like we saw you eating. Yeah, because they, they were arrested for faking, supposedly faking their own deaths in a film. Because it was that believable. Yeah. So yeah. And then uh, a second film. Um, as an, as another foreign film, um, from Korea. Uh, it's it's um, what was it? Oh, Kingdom, from Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I saw it with you. Yeah, it was that good. Like, if you're bored of watching zombie films here in the, in the U.S., go to Korea. Korea is like the new place for horror. With um, case in point, Train to Busan. I I have no I I cannot give a bad or a good credit to it because, um, I first, true story. At first, you know, my, you know, our, uh, our, my mom was like, you know, why don't we just watch another uh, flick from Asia, whatever? And I'm like, hey, Train to Busan. The picture I saw it, it looked like a, you know, a, another a disaster film that could probably you know make the Americans look like crap, which they they actually do. In, in some aspects. Right. So I assumed it was that. Another one that would kick the American movie's ass. Okay. What I didn't realize, it was a freaking, you know, movie about zombies. And, re- and, and all it took was, okay, everything's fine. Some, you know, somebody hit, hit Bambi, the deer. And then all of a sudden, the deer came back to life. And I was like, the, the way the deer cracked its neck to come back to life and keep going on its way made me go, forgive the language, fuck this, I'm changing it. <laughs> and even and, and even mom was like, change that shit. No, 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 no. I don't do horror movies. You know, what happened with that deer? It was fun. This is not a disaster movie. What is wrong? What the? <laughs> yes, it, it had that potential. It, no, it had that effect. To this day, I have yet to see Train to Busan. All because of that freaking deer. <laughs> Uh, and if that's bad, I had to see Kingdom. Yeah, he, he saw Kingdom with me. I told and him I liked gotta, it. I told him you gotta watch it. It's completely different, and it was different. You know, it it was basically during the um, Korean Korean medieval times, and uh, it it's that good. It's on Netflix. It's only six episodes. They're an hour long each. Um, they're already in production with season two. I cannot wait for season two. I like the fact that they actually have a genuine story as they go along yes. with the killing of the blah blah blah. It's not like you know, oh, like uh, oh my god, you know, Jimmy, you know, um, um, we got two hours to kill. How about let's get naked and go into the tub and have sex? All right, and then the classic. <laughs> no, there is a genuine story in Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, um, and people are really in you know in, in, in the characters they are acting the ones that are not zombies they are definitely acting like we gotta do something because this can go towards the, our entire kingdom and maybe the rest of the world. Well, the known world at the time. Well, yeah, the known world at the time. So like, well, we have to do something. Right. So they're not doing the cliches like hello, you know, like hello, you know, hell no. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they're treating this as an actual legitimate threat. So, yes. Yeah, so it's really good. Like, watch it, and also honorable mention, Train to Busan. Watch that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, number one, um, it's one of it, um, number one. I have to I have to go with this one because um, it was the first horror film that I saw, and Return of the Living Dead Part Two. No. Uh, no, Friday the 13th Part 1. The original? The original. Oh, yes. You know, I always go back to it. I always watch it. I never get bored of it. Um, even though it was technically not Jason doing all the killing. Um, it was Jason's mom. But, you know, as a kid, seeing it for the first time, and it was just like, oh my god, it's like the greatest thing ever. And then the plot twist... It wasn't the killer. It was the killer's mom. Where's the killer? And then at the, 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 the famous now, ending, the now legendary ending, when you see, actually see Jason coming out from the lake, and and you know, uh, Alan took the last lady, last survivor, ah. and then and 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 that it, was the first movie that shows nobody's safe. Everybody mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, another movie, too, that I, I, I have to put up with number one, a tie as well, is um, The Evil Dead. Which part? Both. You don't have including Army of Darkness? Army of Darkness, like, came out, like, o- almost, like, half a decade later. <laughs> like, in the 90s? Yeah. Uh, it was a good movie. Oh, Dar- yeah, Army of Darkness. Well, yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. The evil, yeah, Evil Dead 1, one and 2. Yeah, the, like, like you know, when I saw, yeah, like, when when I saw Friday the 13th, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, I don't think there'll be, like, another horror movie that, that can out-top this, you know? I did see Friday, I, I like, I did see um, Nightmare on Elm Street, I did see Halloween, um, I saw Santos contra los, contra los Vampiros de Mars. Um, wrong, wrong, no, wrong. No, was it? No, you're talking was? about him and Blue Demon teaming up to save the moon. Yeah, from the Martians. Vampires. Yeah, they're fighting on Mars against the Martians to save the moon. Yeah, and also when he fought against Dracula, and then he fought. No, against no, the no. Mummies. That was the one where he teamed up with Blue Demon, a uh, tag team against Dracula and the Wolfman. Yeah, and then there was one where he was going against the Mummy. And... Oh, those mummies! They want to fight. You have to say the whole name. Yeah. It makes sense. Oh man. Those are awesome movies. <laughs> if you're a wrestling fan, watch them. You do not regret it. Yes, they're cheesy for the time, but they, hey, they were awesome. He, he did. He, you know, he, best way to go against Dracula. Lucha Libre. <laughs> do a plancha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... um, No, but... And then when I saw The Evil Dead, you know, one and two, I was just like, you know, oh... It was crazy. Like I never, I never thought I would see anything like that in my life. And you know, don't get me wrong, the reboot or the remake is not bad. It's it, it's it's good in its own right, but it it, it would never like top what Sam Raimi's um, and Bruce Campbell's now legendary indie flick, The Evil Dead One and Two. Yes, they were indie flicks. They were indie flicks, except Army of Darkness. That actually got backing. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, um, yeah. So there we go. Those are our three uh, 
horror films that we like and three horror films that we didn't like. And with that, that's how we're going to end the show this week. I hope you guys had a great time joining with us. And also, Knight Rider has an announcement to make. Yeah, uh, as of this recording, at least for the United States, um, the contest will be over, and let's call it 2 a.m. Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So, if you actually get this uh, recording for you know the United States or North America, I guess, in general, the contest is over. The rest of the world, they'll get the additional 24 hours because, you know... I don't time know, difference. Time differences and all that stuff, so... So, for example, Japan, they get up to Tuesday. The U.S. can go up to... Not 2 a.m., 2 p.m. 2 p.m. tomorrow, like, you know, because of the time differences. Mm. So, but at any rate... Um, whenever Tuesday begins at midnight or whatever, that's when it completely ends, so that... But for Monday, the, you know... Monday at 2 p.m., that's when the American con- version of the contest is over. And the world will catch up, you know, midnight for, for Monday. So that way, mm-hmm. from Tuesday to the upcoming Halloween special that we're going to be doing. Which is next week. Which right. is next week. Uh, next week, Sunday, the 27th. Um, that is where, um, you know, by then, you know, we'll pick, we'll pick the name of the uh, winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, then you know I got to uh, you know get scrape up some money for <laughs> shipping because after all, it is an international affair and right. So and, we'll, and, and like I said, you know, in case there's last minute ongoers and um, you know as because uh, the um, Chewie's not here at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, anything goes. No holds bar. Right. International. Mm. I don't even care, uh, even if it's the name Carl, for mm. some reason. And uh, my, my rule still stands. If it turns out to be a name that I find ridiculous or or, or, or even dumb in my opinion, mm-hmm. but for some reason I actually pick it out as a winner, I will make it my own and I will, and I will own it. And no backseats. Okay. No, no turn backseats. All right. Then. So even if it's Carl. Place. Yeah. All right. So we'll make the tweet. Uh, tomorrow as well, just to remind everybody as well about that. So let me see. Let's try. Let's go for uh, two p.m. Uh, Pacific time. I'll I'll tweet the yeah okay. the end of the contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a great night. Uh, have a wonderful evening. Hope you have a great week, and uh, be back with us next week. We're going to be having our Halloween special, and it's going to be a very interesting Halloween special. Not like last year. Uh, last year we had a blast, uh, especially with the wrestling. Uh, hey, that was my topic. Then. That was actually really good. Um, but we're going to do something a little different with the Halloween special. Um, it's going to be good. And it's going to be educational for those who are fans of horror films and stuff like that. We're going to be... We're going to give out a little hint. Um, it's going to be about three people, well, three fictional characters, that actually do have a link to one another. And it's going to be interesting. All right, then, to say the least. All right, so without further ado, I am Captain Katz. And the Night Rider still, I guess. <laughs> and we hope you guys have a great week. Great week, wonderful time. Thank you for listening to us, and we'll be back next week for our Halloween special. Until then, take care, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.